Look at the map in front of you or in the picture on the side. It's a map of what they call in Israel, Atafaza, the areas which were attacked so brutally last week, Shabbos. And some of the names of the places you're going to, you've heard about because they're featured in the news because of the terrible, terrible tragedies that happened there. But you look at the map and you'll see some of these places which you might not have heard of before. If you see, there's a place towards the top called Kfar Aza. A little bit down that same road, the 20, road 25, a place called Nachal Oz. Those are most places which featured in the news because of all the terrible things which Lionel took place there. You look a bit more down that same road, you find a place called Sad. And a bit further down, a place called Alumim. Those you didn't hear about. You go a bit further down, you come to Ba'eri, which obviously was one of the worst places, worst tragedies. And you go a bit further down, you come to Ra'im, also a place where hundreds of Jews were killed. What happened to those two places in the middle? Why didn't you hear about them? So listen to something fascinating. Before Rosh Hashanah, Rav Yitzhak Zobostin Shlitzer gave a drasha trying to encourage more people to keep Shabbos. And he spoke about how Shabbos has the ability to protect La Yisrael. Like we say, Ki Ashmer HaShabbos Kel Yishmerayni If I watch, I protect Shabbos, then Hashem will watch over me. There were a number of non-religious kibbutzim who took him seriously and started to be mishazak in Shabbos. One of the things they did was to close the main gate to the kibbutz so that people couldn't drive in and out on Shabbos. The one kibbutz that began keeping Shabbos what he's trying to keep Shabbos was sad the other one was Alumim and that's why even though every other settlement or kibbutz in that area was attacked was devastated suffered so many tragedies those two places Sa'ad and Alumim were spared there's another place also if you look a bit further in on the map between Sterot and Ativot the two cities which we had suffered many infiltrators, many terrorists, you'll see a small place called Yachini. Yachini also began keeping Shabbos and I even was shown a recording from security cameras of a whole group of terrorists who came to the main gate of Yachini which was closed because of Shabbos. They tried to open it, they tried to force it open, they couldn't and then they all ran away and left And obviously, even in the non-from society, this created a tremendous awareness and awakening of the importance of Shabbos, of the Shemirah of Shabbos. And many people started to try to keep Shabbos when they read it, when they saw how clearly how Shabbos saves lives. But as I always say, 
looking for ways to do chava, looking for ways to do better, to be mischazek, isn't something which is confined only to those people who far from Torah mitzvahs. It's something which should apply to everybody. If we also hear such a story about how people's lives were saved because of Shabbos, so it should inspire our Shabbos observance as well. And in what way? Well, we're all keeping Shabbos. So, in what way are we meant to be mischazek in Shabbos? So obviously there's the well-known words of Rav Yonis Neibishet, which are quoted in the introduction of the Mishnah Baruch to Shabbos. There is a person who doesn't revise the halachas well, a person who doesn't know the halachas of Shabbos, having gone through them thoroughly, is also is all going to be nichshal because we aren't aware of all the details, and that's why there's an importance in revising or maybe even learning shilcha Shabbos. That's one point. I was even thinking about during the long winter ahead of us, making a chizuk on Shabbos, of learning Shabbos. But after contemplating it, I think it's important to do such a chizuk, but not in the shul. On the contrary, people should use the opportunity on Shabbos with their families, to learn Shabbos together with their families, to learn to halachas to suda, whatever it's going to be, so that it's not just the, the men who have the opportunity to revise or refresh their knowledge of Hilcha Shabbos, it's all family. That's a chizuk everyone can undertake to enhance Shabbos by keeping the Shabbos better. That's a side point. What I really wanted to talk about is there's another, another aspect of Shabbos. And that's how we can improve our Shabbos, not with the mitzvahs loitai say of Shabbos, what to avoid or what not to do, but with the mitzvahs say of Shabbos, what we meant to do, what we meant to mischazakin. And let me read you a Gemara. It's a Gemara in Shabbos, not Kofiut Ches. And the Gemara there says that a person who is makbid to eat the three students of Shabbos. We learn it from a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Moshe tells the Jewish people, Ikhlo hayoyim ki Shabbos hayoyim la Hashem hayoyim timtsu basode. The song of the morning says, eat it today because today Shabbos is the day of Hashem. Today you won't find it in the field. And from the three Hayyams, we learn there's a mitzvah to eat three times in Shabbos. And the Gemara says that whoever is makbut to makayim that din, that mitzvah of eating on Shabbos, three sodas, or makayim shalosh sodas for Shabbos, he's saved from three punishments. Three punishments which the word Hayyam uh, is used to describe as well. He's netzal from Chevne Shel Mashiach, and he's netzal from and his nitzel from Milchemes Gogumagog. He'll be saved from the, tri- the tribulations before Mashiach comes. He's going to be saved from the punishment of Gehinnom, and he's going to be saved from the war of Gogumagog. And obviously, we understand it's not just the word, Ayyim. There's some significance between the Surahs of Shabbos and why they're going to act as a protection from these three sources or kinds of punishments that the Jewish people are going to have to overcome. It's also indicative that the three punishments aren't given in chronological order. It says, Chavim Mashiach, the punishment of Gehenim and Gogo Magog. 
that doesn't seem to be in order. Chavne Mashiach and Gaiga Magaiga both occurrences here in this world. And Dinah Shal Gehenim is something else when after a person dies. And therefore we understand from that that it's not random, that three sudas protect from three punishments. What we understand is that there's a, there's a direct correlation, which means the first suda of Shabbos protects from the first punishment, which is Chavla Mashiach. The second suda of Shabbos, which is the suda of Shabbos morning, protects from the second punishment, which is the din of Gehenna. And the third suda of Shabbos, so the Shlishis protects from the third punishment, which is Mechemes Gaga Magog. We just have to explain why. What's so significant about eating a Suda of Shabbos that it helps save a person from these various punishments? One last point. People often mix up the reason for the Suda of Shabbos with the Mon because we have an extra portion of Mon which fell on Friday. Now each portion of man which fell was enough for one day's food, which means for two meals. So on every normal day the man fell and it was enough for lunch for that day and for that and, and supper that evening. It was enough for two meals. On Shabbos a double portion fell. Which means the the man which was meant to fall on Friday was used for the Suda of Shabbos of Friday day and Del Shabbos and the extra portion which fell was used for Shabbos day and so delicious. But if that's the reason for the three meals of Shabbos, then Yom Tif should have three meals too. Indeed, the Raman Paskans are that. The Raman Paskans that it should be three meals in Yom Tif also. But the Rosh and the Torah, and that's become the consensus of the Poiskim hold, there's no din of three meals on Yom Tif because they learn that the din of Lecha Mishnah, the din of the man is reminded, is commemorated with the Lecha Mishnah, the fact that we take two loaves to commemorate the two portions of man. That's not the reason for Surah Shlishis. The reason for Surah Shlishis is because of the Pasuk, which Moshe tells us to eat three times on Shabbos, and that's why there's a special din on Shabbos to eat three times, not related to the man. One could even say that that's why the word Hayom was used as the way to talk about the three Surahs. Hayom seems to minimize something, to be a mute. Specifically today. And that's why specifically Shabbos has this din of eating three Surahs, when, and not Yom Tov. Yom Tov is also a din of eating, it's a day where a person is meant to be besimcha and make Surah mitzvahs, but it doesn't have to be three times like Shabbos. That's the background. Why not? What's the significance of Shabbos that has three Surahs? So let's begin the discussion with something we've spoken about in previous years, I'm precious, because that's the, when the Torah tells us about Shabbos. And we know that there's another difference between Shabbos and Yom Tov as well. And the difference is that Yom Tov, Shachris, Mincha, Mariv is all exactly the same as Shmonesha. We just repeat it three times. Every time we dive on Yom Tov, it's the same Matav Achartan, it's the same Ahasiyen. Whereas Shabbos, the Mariv, the Shachris, and the Mincha of Shabbos are all completely different. And the reason is because Yom Tov reminds us of the event of Hashem choosing us, Hashem saving us, Hashem giving us the Torah. And since the focus of Yom Tov is on our relationship with Hashem, so that gets repeated every single Shemonesra of Yom Tov. It's the same at Tov Chartana. Whereas when we come to Shabbos, what we are meant to think about on Shabbos, remember on Shabbos, is three different things. 
there's three different concepts which are central to Shabbos. And on Lel Shabbos, we have a focus on one of them. On Yom Shabbos in the morning on the second one. And Shabbos afternoon on the third. What are they? <coughs> so, we can just use this one answer to be our guide. Lel Shabbos is what we call Shabbos Bereshis. The Shabbos we learned about in this week's parasha, that Hashem created the whole world. And then when the six days of creation come to a close, the world is complete and Hashem celebrates in the world that He's, he's created. And that's the Shabbos of Bereshis. The time when that Shabbos was felt was Lil Shabbos, when we say Vayichulu. That's when Hashem was Shabbos, that's when Hashem ended, so to speak, the, the creation of the world, and then Ba Menucha. And that's why Lel Shabbos, we focus on the Shabbos or the Lel Shabbos of the original week of creation, what we call the Shabbos of Bereshis. And we say Vayichulu, and the focus of the Shabbos morning, we're looking at a second event, which was <coughs> one of the most tremendous events in world history, which took place Shabbos morning. And that was the Shabbos of Matan Torah. The Gemara says that the Shabbos Nitna Torah, and the Shabbos of Matan Torah is remembered Shabbos morning as we say in the Davini. With the Aseris Adibris of Hashomer B'nai Shonis HaShabbos, Yismach Moshe B'matnas Cholkoi, because he brought down from Hashomer Sinai the Torah which was given on Shabbos. And therefore the, the Tfil of Shabbos morning, or the focus of Shabbos morning, is the Shabbos of Maisei Bereshis. And then there's a third concept of Shabbos, which relates to the Shabbos of Lo'asid Lava. The Shabbos which will be, we're talking about the Yom Shekulei Shabbos, the Shabbos of when the world reaches that final stage of completion, the world reaches the stage where Hashem wanted it to get to, what we call the, the world of the time of Mashiach. That's also related to the Shabbos, and that's the Shabbos we were thinking about, we, we're, we're reliving or preparing for by Shabbos Mincha. The time where you can say, Ato echod v'shimcha echod, u'mikamcha Yisrael goyechod baritz. When Hashem will be one and His name will be one, that's when will be the fulfillment of the Pasuk, Avahay Hashem l'merach al-kol ha-aretz, b'yamu yi Hashem echod v'shmo echod. That's the three, the three uh, topics which we focus on every Shabbos, and that's why our Shmona Esrei changes in each of these three occasions. We've discussed it before, and we've spoken about it, but I want to talk about something else also. And that is, it's not just the Tfilas of Shabbos which change between the, between the night, the morning, and the afternoon. Even though we have three Siddhas of Shabbos, but each Siddha of Shabbos is meant to have a different focus as well. And therefore, when we sit down to the Siddha, Lel Shabbos, or the Shabbos day, or Shabbos Siddhas, if we want to be Makayim Siddha Shabbos properly, it's not just an idea that we're sitting to, to, to eat because we're hungry and you want to have supper or breakfast or lunch. It's an idea that there's a Qiyum of a Mitzvah in Siddha Shabbos. And what each Surah 
is different, makes it unique from the others, is what's the, so to speak, the kavana that a person is meant to have by the Sunnah. And this is another element of Shabbos. We spoke about ways to improve Shabbos is not just being more careful with the halacha, it's enhancing the suddhas. Of course, everyone wants to eat, and if you put good food on the table, people will come. But as Shabbos, it is more than just an opportunity to sit around the table and eat food we enjoy. There's a certain spiritual kayak to Surah Shabbos, there's certain uh, elements of ruchnis that a person can gain from Surah Shabbos. And that's what we want to talk about tonight, and why each Surah is different. So let's start with Arizal. And Arizal talks about this a lot in Shara Kavanas, about what the Kavana of eating on Shabbos is meant to be. And altogether, what's the idea of eating? So we know the principle of, of Achila, of eating, is it's just a, physically showing that we're getting what a person needs, his sustenance, his nourishment. Hashem created comes from food. But when there are times when a person is meant to eat, which means he's connecting that this is the, the reason I'm getting I'm getting my nourishment. I'm getting my food. In the weekdays, there's no particular mitzvah to eat. If a person needs to eat, he needs to eat. But on Shabbos, there's a mitzvah to eat. Why? Because you want to connect the what, we, what Hashem is giving us, the chef of bracha in this world, to Shabbos. And therefore, how do we do that? How do we show that what we're getting in this world is coming from Shabbos? Very simply, by eating on Shabbos. Because by eating, we're showing this is the way we're connecting to those factors, those things which give a person uh, the, the, what he needs in the world to live, what we call his nourishment, his shefa. And being as you know, Shabbos is the Makar HaBracha. Shabbos is the source of that. So when a person is eating on Shabbos, his Kavana is, this is the way I'm attaching myself to the Koyach of Bracha that there is on Shabbos. The Koyach of Bracha that there is on Shabbos, because from that Koyach of Bracha, that's what I'm going to be able to get from the whole week. And therefore, in a spiritual sense, if a person wouldn't eat on Shabbos, so then he hasn't, so to speak, taken in a, an element of the bracha of Shabbos, so then he doesn't have that source of spiritual, so to speak, shefa, which will provide him during the week. So that's why there's a specific method to eat on Shabbos. And the kavana when eating on Shabbos is that just like now I'm eating physically, but really what I'm doing in a spiritual sense is I'm creating a, a channel to receive bracha from Hashem. Now, what's that bracha meant to be? So here is where the difference between each of the surahs of Shabbos. And here where there's the, the person who wants to <coughs> upgrade, so to speak, the kiyom of the midst of surahs of Shabbos, here's a place to do it. And that is, a person who's makayim surahs of Shabbos means a person who's using all three opportunities on Shabbos to create a channel through which he's going to get bracha. Now I understand better what we said before. Yamtif, there's no din of because there's no third kavana that a person is meant to have on Yamtif. Rather, it's the regular meals of Yamtif, which are meant, a person is meant to enjoy. Whereas on Shabbos, there are three different elements of Shabbos. And it's not just now davening, it just mean, it means that there's three different spiritual, so to speak, kaychas we're able to connect to. And therefore, we need three suddhas in order to focus each suddha on one of those areas we're meant to connect to. Now, the Rizal talks about this in his language, the language of Kabbalah. We've tried to explain the idea in a more simple sense, 
let's try go to the next step and explain what the kavan of each of the three siddhas is in a way where it can be meaningful for us or something which can we can work with and grow from as well. In the words of the Rizal, he calls the one the Chakal Tapokhin Kaddishin, the other one the Tikkun Kaddishin, the third one the Zaranpin, which are terms in Kabbalah. And like I said, let's try and make it something which we can relate to and appreciate. So what's the Surah of Leil Shabbos? We'll start with that one. The Surah of Leil the concept we're working with, we're living in Leil Shabbos, is the fact that Hashem created the world. Hashem created the world, and Leil Shabbos, the creation comes to its completion, the world is perfect. It's just the way Hashem wants it to be. Like it says, Hashem everything is perfect. The Hashem's, and now that the world is perfect, now it becomes a source of bracha, it becomes a source of kedusha. In other words, building the world was, was creating, so to speak, the kli, was creating the, the container, the receptacle, which is able to receive all that bracha. And now that the creation of the kli is complete, now Kodesh Baruch can shower bracha on it. But before the kli is complete, or if the kli is deficient in some way, so then that prevents Hashem being able to give the full amount of bracha. And that's why, even maybe that original Shabbos, there was the complete amount of bracha which was given to the world because the world was perfect. But as the world became imperfect, as things went wrong, and as we lost that original stage where the world was toiv ma'od, was exactly where Hashem wants it to be, so there's less ability for the world to receive bracha. If the kli is incomplete, it also interferes or prevents Hashem giving the full amount of bracha that He wanted to give. That's the first point. And therefore the focus of Shabbos, of Lel Shabbos, of the Shabbos of the creation, was that was the Shabbos with the richest bracha, where there was the most flow of ruchness to the world, because then the world was in its most perfect state. And since then, since then the world has lost more and more of its being what Hashem wants the world to be. And therefore, in, in, in direct proportion to that, we've lost more and more of the bracha Hashem gives. The Gemara says in Saita that there isn't a, year, isn't a day where there isn't more curse, there isn't more clutter in the world than there was before. Which means the world is less and less able to receive bracha. And therefore, our avoid on Lel Shabbos, when we're focusing on the creation, on the Shabbos after, the original Shabbos of the creation, that's how we say, we're giving evidence, we acknowledge as witnesses, that Hashem created the world. And the Suda of Lel Shabbos, as we're focusing on, we want to be able to attach to the Shefa, to the Brach Hashem gave, as He did when the world was perfect. as he did in the original Shabbos. What we want to get from the world is the Kedusha that Hashem gives to a world which is perfect. Now, the world won't be perfect again until Hashem brings Mashiach. Then, when HaKadosh Baruch brings Mashiach, the world will return to a stage of its perfection. Then we'll be able to get that Bracha again. But the important point is, and that's the focus, and that is if a person 
is looking to Yemais and Mashiach as that's the time that they're going to be able to receive bracha, then they're connecting to the Shabbos, the Shabbos of Maisa Bereshis. They understand the Yisoyed, that the world has to be the way Hashem wants it to be in order for it to receive its bracha. For people who are not lined up with Mashiach, that's not the kind of bracha they want to get, that's not the way that they see that the world has to be. So then there needs to be a period for them, so to speak, to change from the system they're in to a different system called Mashiach. And just like every time, if a person is in one, a certain uh, mindset, a certain way of living, a certain lifestyle, and they want to change to a different kind of living, so there's a certain period of change. The person has to acclimatize himself to something different. It's often difficult. That's the Yisoyed of Chevle Mashiach. Just like we talk about Chevle Leida, which is basically the process to give birth, is a change. From the baby being in its habitat before birth to the world afterwards. So, just like then, there's a, trans, a transfer process from one stage to another, and it comes with a certain amount of discomfort, a certain amount of difficulty. So, similarly, for the world to change from the way it is now back to the way it's meant to be when Mashiach comes is a transition. And the more people are not used to or not expecting or not ready for a Mashiach kind of world the more traumatic the more of an upheaval the change is going to be that's what we call Chavle Mashiach literally the birth things of Mashiach which means the process of transformation from the world of today to the world of Mashiach but for a person who's already connected to that world of Mashiach it's not a transformation and therefore, the world will experience that upheaval. But for that person, they'll be spared from it. That person will be spared from it because for them, it's not a change to what they already are. And what is the way, what is the way that a person connects to the world of Mashiach? The world of Mashiach is a world which is perfect. It's a world where Hashem can give bracha as He wants to. That's the soul of Del Shabbos. When a person eats Lil Shabbos, he thinks that the bracha I want to get from the world, the way I want Hashem to look after me and to give me, is from the bracha and the kedusha that there is in the, in the world of Shabbos. As there was in the world which was perfect by Bereshis. And the more that that's the way a person looks to be able to receive in this world, so then the more they lined up, aligned with the world of Mashiach, and therefore they'll be spared from the transition stage, which will have to people have to change from the world of Ayramazir to the world of Mashiach. So the practical, the focus of the Surah of Lil Shabbos, the more Kaddish, the more perfect, the more pure the world is, the more Hashem is able to give bracha. Lil Shabbos is reminding us of the time when the world was at its most perfect. And therefore, when Hashem could give the world its most bracha. That's what we want. We looked, we eat the Shabbos and we think that we want to connect to a source of bracha which comes from the world being perfect. The Surah of Shabbos in the morning is connected to Matan And there's another element when we talk about eating in the context of Matan 
because when Hashem gave us the Torah, He defines to us what we're allowed to get pleasure from in this world and what not. What we're allowed to get, so to speak, to eat, what we're allowed to enjoy, what we're allowed to take from this world and what we're not. And the world is created in a way where there are those things which could provide a person with nourishment. There are those things which could provide a person with sustenance, but the Torah prescribes. And if that's the case, the way we're meant to look at it is this is something which we're not meant to use, so to speak, to get nourished from. As part of the world, we're not meant to take a shepherd. Something which is connected to the rat. And when a person does that, so then there's the Oynish. And like the Rekeha Godel explains, the punishment is going to be that for as much pleasure that they took from this world that they weren't meant to take, that they got from this world they weren't meant to get, so in exactly the same amount, in exactly the same proportion, that's how much they're going to have to suffer. That's what we call the din of Gehenna. The suffering of Gehenna is in direct proportion to the pleasure that a person got in this world which he wasn't meant to take. The pleasure that he got with the Torah forbade. And if a person is careful never to take anything which the Torah doesn't allow, never to enjoy anything that the Torah forbids, so then he's going to be spared from Gehenna. He doesn't need that punishment because he never took anything which wasn't allowed to him. The focus of the Surah of, of Shabbos in the day. The focus of the Surah of Shabbos in the day is when we got the Shabbos of Matan Torah. We just got the Torah. And having now got the Torah, we're going to eat. And we're going to eat means we're going to look to enjoy this world, take from this world, but within the guidelines of the Torah. Based on what the Torah allows. And therefore the focus of Shabbos day is <coughs> to take from this world what the Torah lets us take. It's not for nothing that the way the Pasuk brings the three Suddhas, the Suddha of Lel Shabbos, is referred to by the words Eat today. Like we said, Shabbos of the night is talking about when Hashem gives bracha in its highest level. When the world was perfect, and therefore the mitzvah is eat. That's the bracha you want to connect to. The surah of Shabbos morning is referred to by the words, Ki Shabbos Hayyim Hashem. It's a Shabbos for Hashem. Which means if you take in Shabbos days, boy Hashem lets us take. That's dictated to, or dictated by, that's ruled by the rules of the Torah. That's the, that's the surah of Shabbos day. And if that's going to define for us what we're allowed to enjoy in this world, so then we know there's no need for Gehenna. We never had, an, we never took an, a pleasure which wasn't allowed to us. We know we don't need that punishment. And this eventually brings us to the third one, the Shabbos of Shabbos afternoon, also the Shlishis, which a person is nitzel from Goygomagog. A person who keeps that meal and understands the, the import of it will be saved from the war of Goygomagog. So let's understand first what's the point of Gaga Magak. Why this war is necessary and why it's a precursor to the coming of a Sheikh. 
And the basin with the water of the says in his Sefer Kovitz Aris, it talks about the period before the coming of Mashiach. And the Yasodi says, is that in order for our Kodesh Baruch Hu to bring Mashiach, the necessary stage is what the mission says at the end of Saita. People have to realize that they need Hashem. People have to realize that they have nothing else to rely on except for Hashem. And the point of the war is to bring people to that recognition. Because as much as a person thinks that they're strong, and that they're capable, and that they're able to protect themselves, so when there's a stronger force against them, and now they feel that in comparison they're weak and they're vulnerable. So they'll bring them to Hashem. And therefore Hashem will bring the whole world to war. So Klai Yisrael should feel that we need to rely on Hashem. We aren't able to take care of ourselves. And when Klai Yisrael get to that stage, then Hashem can reveal Himself and destroy all those going. They're going to be attacking us. And that will be the final scene before Mashiach comes. That's the aside, and that's the point of the war of Gog and Magog. Because that mistake that people think that they're in control, people think they can do, people think that the results are all based on their own efforts, or even on the international stage. Someone said, and that caused the result, this person did something, that's why this changed the world. Whatever other factor there's going to be, which is blamed for the results which there are in the world. That's all a mistake. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who's deciding, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who's making things happen. We always talk about this, when we talk about the idea of the Merkava. We know that the symbol used of how Hashem runs this world is a Merkava, as a chariot. Why? If you've ever seen a chariot, you see that in the front you have four horses who are running. And they're putting the chariot which comes behind them. And a person would ask and say, well, who's, well what's, what's putting the chariot? What's the driving force? What's deciding where the person inside goes? And those are the horses. They're the ones who are running. They're the ones who are pulling. And it's only the person who looks carefully who will see that the, the coach driver is the one who's directing the horses, not the other way around. They may be running, but he's the one who's holding the reins. And the way this world works is the same. People do, and people act, and people think, and people plan. And they think that they're responsible for the result, and that's not. They're running like horses. The Merkava, the way Hashem runs the world, is like the chariot. He's the one who's putting the reins. He's the one who's directing what people do. And when people understand that, and therefore they know they have to rely on Hashem as the one who's in charge, then Mashiach can come. Not before that. That's the third element of Shabbos. The third element of Shabbos is Shabbos Melochah. Shabbos where we stop all the activity we do. We rest from all our occupations, all our, our attempts to do something, because that 
drives home the message that what we do isn't significant. That reminds us of this sudden emuna that Sakadish Baruch is doing. And when it comes to Parnas, it's exactly the same. A person thinks I can achieve, I know how to make money, I'm a good salesman, whatever the area it is. And here also, the emuna is, like the mission says at the end of Kiddushin, it's not the profession that makes the person wealthy. It's not his skill at his profession that makes him successful. It's all totally on what Hashem wants. Eating the third meal of Shabbos is realizing that our sustenance and our bracha comes from nothing we did. It comes from what Hashem wanted. Just like we say in the tefillah, that the recognition of the third tefillah of Shabbos is ato echod v'shimcha echod and there's nothing else. So similarly, when we eat the third meal of Shabbos, we're understanding what we get is what Hashem gives us. Nothing else makes a difference. And that's why it's alluded to in the last words of the Apostle. Today you're not going to find it in the field. Every other day, the people have to make sure that food in the midbar. They have to go out and collect money. And a person might think, Shabbos also, I have to go collect money. Moshe is not. Today you're not going to find money in the field. Even that very, very minimal amount of effort that a person would do on an average day to collect his own money, not today. Today you're not going to do anything. There's no money to collect. Eating Surah Shlishis is realizing that the food that I get, the brach Hashem gives me, is all because that's what He decides. My initiative and my, my experience or my intelligence has nothing to do with it. And a person who internalizes that message doesn't need to fear from the war of Gog and Magog. And we've said this point lots of times, and it's the like I want to reiterate it again. The war of Gog and Magog is not like other battles. Other battles come as a punishment, and when Hashem punishes, then the midst of punishment, the mashkis, is given free reign, and Sadiqim and Rishayim, everybody can suffer. The point of Gog and Magog is to bring people to Emunah. To bring people to rely on the fact that they have to know that they're relying on Hashem and nothing else. And if that's the case, then the person who does rely on Hashem is going to be protected. His nitzel from Milchemes Koyegumagak. That's the chizuk. That we can mechazak our Shabbos also. That's what we can do to enhance our Shmir's Shabbos. Not just in keeping the halachas of Shabbos, but rather in learning the messages, internalizing them. Focus on them in the three surahs we eat. That number one, the surah of Lel Shabbos. That the bracha we get is from the world which is perfect. And try and line up our, our world view, so to speak, with that perfect world. Number two, that what we take from this world is only what the Torah allows us. And that's what we talk about in the morning of Shabbos. And then and number three, that we know that whatever we get is only what Hashem wants to give us. It's nothing to do with our intelligence, experience, ability, or anything else. If a person eats the three meals of Shabbos in that way, he learns these lessons of Emunah, then he's guaranteed the protection from Chavdash al-Mashiach, from the punishment of Gehinnom, and from the war of Gog and Magog.